You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, NFL fans? Welcome into another episode of Locked On NFL. It is Tuesday, so you've got myself, Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast, joined by Luke Braun, not only of the Locked On Vikings podcast, but literally with the Vikings right now. Like he's in the Vikings practice facility and getting ready for training camp today. So he is on site. You can see everything behind him if you're watching us over on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast side, you can take in the glorious sounds of training camp as we go through. We are going to talk a little training camp today on today's episode. We'll break down what happens when these uh, you know, rookies come in, don't really stand out. But what does that second, third year look like? Luke's got some uh, really good anecdotes for us about how to have patience with these young players in the NFL. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about the return of Saquon Barkley to the New York Giants. He's now back and practicing off the PUP list what this means for the Giants, and what's the real value of running backs in the NFL. Then for our fantasy form, we're going to be joined by Vinny Iyer to help you get ready for all of your fantasy football needs on today's episode of Locked on NFL. you got myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter, and this is Locked on NFL. And let's go ahead and kick it off today, Luke. You're coming at us, coming to us live from the Minnesota Vikings training facility. First off, how's everything going? Good. I'm about a, a one Russell Wilson moonball away from the actual Vikings <laughs> who are probably in this building behind me as we uh, <laughs> as we go right now. As That's we're awesome. Love getting some on-site stuff here. It's one of the greatest things about being on YouTube is that people can actually take in the sites. So let's go ahead and start off here with the big news. Saquon Barkley, he's returned with the New York Giants off the PUP list after suffering a season-ending injury last year. How important is this for the Giants and for Saquon Barkley? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, there's a lot of talk about running backs. You know, Nick Chubb just got an ex- his extension last week and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the Giants really, really miss Saquon Barkley as a threatening outlet. I think the biggest thing that he does for them, because look, Daniel Jones had a lot of struggles in his second year, and mm-hmm. having the ability to have a totally broken play dump it off to Saquon Barkley, and maybe he gets 10 yards because he's Saquon Barkley is ridiculous, he's elusive, and he's explosive. Um, There's something to that that helps your young quarterback just have one less thing to think about. You know, if this play goes wrong, I can always dump it to Saquon and live to fight another day. Um, It'll be really nice for the Giants to have that back, not to mention the effect he has on their running game and offense as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you look at Daniel Jones, who now has all these passing options around him with Kenny Galladay having joined the team and then dodging a little bit of a crisis there. They're all good there now, but they add a guy that you're familiar with, with Kyle Rudolph. So you get red zone guy. Right, right. You get these big pieces that are super helpful for a young quarterback and a defense that has steadily improved that a lot of NFL defenses are trying to emulate this year. As you've, as we've discussed here on the show before, you're seeing it in Minnesota, for instance, with that sort of big tight front. And then now you add a running back for this young quarterback. This is a great setup for Daniel Jones. You just hope that Saquon Barkley is back to his full potential. Yeah, I, I think you could make a lot of excuses, reasonable excuses for Daniel Jones and kind of the way that offense really sputtered in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they won, what, like six games. They had one of the best defenses in the league. The offense couldn't keep up. Right. And I think you've got this great, you know, third year Daniel Jones. He's set up. What can you do, kid? I, I love that for the Giants. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the value of running backs. I mean, we saw the bad side of it with his season ending early last year. There's a lot of hesitancy around paying running backs because of health, all of these things. What are the things to keep in mind when it comes to the running back position in the NFL and trying to make sure, hey, we want to pay these guys. We want to keep them around, but we need to protect ourselves as an organization as well. Yeah, I want to talk about a really interesting article, mostly because of where it came from that came out of PFF on this from from Kevin Cole, who basically did a study, did a lot of complex math. But the general idea was that he was clustering a lot of running backs into Mm -hmm. kind of styles. You know, there are kind of the explosive fast types. There's the big bruisers. There's, you know, make make you miss a tackle. There's just high volume kind of uh, grinders and all these kinds of different types of of uh, running backs divided into different traits and types of productivity and stuff. Right. And he had clusters like these are the ones that are like Jamal Charles. These are the ones that are like, you know, Lawrence Maroney over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. And what he kind of came out with was a, a, a model for a type of running back that is what you want. Um, mm. And, you know, kind of using their PFF grades and, and production metrics and stuff to kind of uh, suss all that out. And really, Nick Chubb fits in this really great, it was an article about Nick Chubb. And, and mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, Chubb fits in this kind of perfect storm of traits. And he's mm. up there with Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook are kind of, um, you know, in 2020, we're two top 20 seasons by this kind of uh, methodology. Mm-hmm. And the, the things you need are explosiveness. So, you know, Saquon Barkley has that. Nick Chubb has yeah. that. And elusiveness. And, and Nick Chubb is one of the better tackle evaders in the league. And that's kind of what justifies this for the Browns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about da- uh, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook. And this focus mostly on the rushing. So a lot of the Alvin Kamara stuff kind of. A, t- a, a different topic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you you got this really interesting uh, kind of justification for extending running backs that you don't see in the community, especially in the analytics community. And somebody like Kevin Cole, who's very much an analytics PFF guy. Uh, and and it, it was a really interesting discussion to see coming from that source to kind of say, here's what we can take from our data and a smarter way to look at it that maybe identifies mm-hmm. that, you know, you can get some value out of these guys. Now he still recommends go get a committee. You know, if you can find yeah. a, a cheap Darren Sproles type, go get a, a dude with a bunch of speed and go get three of those guys and cycle between them. And maybe that's still smarter. You might be able to save some money and it keeps guys fresh and all that. But when you have a Nick Chubb, when you have a Saquon Barkley, when you have a Derrick Henry, you keep those guys in the building. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at uh, Derrick Henry, I'm just trying to grab the numbers here. But if you look at Derek, excuse me, not Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley's carries from 2019, which was a healthier season, obviously, for him in terms of his availability, uh, you saw 217 attempts. Usually the number that you want to hover around is like that lower 200, higher 180, somewhere around there, or higher 100s, not really getting into the 300 carries mm-hmm. per season like you see from a guy like Derek Henry, who we just know is different. So you know that you could right. probably get the longevity from a guy like Saquon Barkley, especially if they're able to create that running back by committee approach. Right. Assuming his knee holds up and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is, you know, this. And, and look, what was 2019 draft pick? So his extension talk is going to start coming up. You know, we, right. we might have to start having this talk about Saquon Barkley like we did, like we just did with, with Nick Chubb, like we did with Dalvin Cook last year and Alvin Kamara. Um, yeah, Giants turn is coming. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode that today's episode of Locked on NFL is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Make sure you let them know that Locked on sent you. 
when you head over to the website and get everything you need for your vehicle. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about training camp. These younger guys that are on the rosters across the NFL that maybe didn't stand out when it came to their first year, but have an opportunity now to, instead of having this sort of sophomore slump, having more of a sophomore bump, and we're seeing it happen in Minnesota Vikings camp. So Luke and I are going to talk a little bit about that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. But before we get to that, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Luke, I don't know about you, but I cleaned up a little bit over with the Olympics, uh, thanks to the, the medal count, man. I, I went under on the gold medals, but I went over on the total medals. Got it in the last day. Everything nice. worked out really well. So I, I love, that's what I love about betonline.ag is that you don't just have to bet on games and over-unders, kind of the standard stuff. You can bet on preseason games if you <laughs> like that kind of person. I don't know <laughs> yeah. who would do that. <laughs> that's, that's a risky business right there. I'm not messing with any preseason games, but hey, if you like the risky business, you can check out the preseason lines. You can even get in <laughs> on some futures right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is favorite to take home the MVP this year. Is he going to do it again? Or is it going to be a guy like Josh Allen who just got paid big time in Buffalo? Go and check out those odds. I'm kind of liking plus 1,200 on Jameis Winston being comeback player of the year. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Is he beating beating Taysom Taysom Hill yet? He had a good day. He had a good day on Monday. Okay? He had a good day on Monday. But you want to check all that out and, of course, much, much more. Head over and check out our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON so you get a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON on your first deposit for 50% welcome bonus over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And as we come back into it here, Luke talked a little bit about Saquon Barkley's return to the New York Giants. Now let's talk about some of these guys that are returning to camps around the NFL that maybe you're looking to get a bit of a sophomore bump as opposed to a sophomore slump. You're seeing something like that happen right now in Minnesota Vikings camp. What can you tell us about this sort of, give us the anecdote that we need around this archetype. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's got a draft pick that is like clearly not working out, right? Nobody goes 100% right. on the draft. So everybody has a 2020 rookie that is now a sophomore that didn't have a good rookie year. You maybe have a little Denzel Mims. Is he going to, what's going on with him? He's on the third team. You know, CJ Henderson on the trade block. That's a, a recent report. Right. I'm going to give you some hope. All right. So in Vikings training camp, this one of the stories of camp here has been a guy named KJ Osborne, who was a fifth round pick. You might not have heard of him if you weren't deep into the draft in 2020. And he didn't do anything in the 2020 season. He didn't get a single, uh, he's a wide receiver, didn't get a single rep from scrimmage. He was supposed to be the kick returner. He lost that job by halfway through the season. Um, and it looked like he was just going to be one of these guys that didn't work out. Goes to the offseason, and he works out with Jarvis Landry and a bunch of other LSU alumni that he met through Justin Jefferson. And uh, he comes back, completely different person. And most every Vikings writer did not have this guy on the 53 uh, that they were, like, predicting before camp. And he comes in, and he just, like, blows everybody else out of the water for that third spot behind Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And I, what I guess the, the hope that this guy can give you is, look, Sometimes guys need a year, especially in 2020, no preseason games, weird right. offseason. Go into the offseason. If you have a player with a work ethic you can trust, and KJ Osborne is literally a first in, last out guy. He has been the first on the field a bunch of times, last off it. Um, and, you know, put in that work and get better, especially with some tutelage, some guys that have done it before, like Jarvis Landry. Uh, it can happen. And yeah. this is what's beautiful about camp. 
is this is when that kind of thing happens. This is mm-hmm. when speculation and there's a lot of, well, you know, he wasn't good in his rookie year. Maybe he takes a bump in his second year. This is when you see that bump happen. Yeah. And, and that's like, for me, the kind of thing to watch for, you know, you'll see Adam Thielen make some plays and that'll be great. And he'll be hidden. He'll be himself throughout the season. Uh, but when you see a guy spring up out of nowhere from the roster bubble to likely starter, uh, that's truly the magic of camp. And just know that can happen to your team too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that yeah, I can give a little anecdote around this too. Now that I think about it, because Cesar Ruiz, one of the, the Saints first round draft oh, pick wow. last year in 2020, he was somebody that they only had three weeks of camp. He was injured for a week and a half of it. And then he split between center and right guard over the course of that week and a half that he was there. So he really had maybe four days at each position and then had to start at a position that he didn't play in in college. And a lot of people were really down on him because the expectation was to move him to center. There was no reason to take Eric McCoy out of that role. So he ended up going to right guard in the NFL and then ended up sort of shifting in and out. I watched him as I was covering camp last week in uh, in New Orleans, and he's looking great going into it because he actually had an off season to prepare and learn the position yeah. that he's playing. So I think about like a guy like Jeff Okuda, the cornerback from the Detroit yeah. Lions who they drafted so high and he had a bit of a disappointing rookie season, but you have to understand and keep in mind that there is an opportunity for him, especially with the conditions of last year's training camp, no preseason, as you mentioned, for him to be able to rebound in his second year. I would agree with you about Akuda, but it would require me to say something kind about the Lions, and I can't. I tried. That, so. I tried to trick you into it. You know, I the, tried to rope brand, you into. It. <laughs> you almost got me because that is true. Like, like, fair enough. You almost got me, but I'm not going to do it. Sorry. <laughs> can't have it. Can't have it. But C.J. Henderson's another good one. I mean, he had a lot of ups and yeah. downs. He had like a great game, division game against the Indianapolis Colts, for instance, but then played down in a couple of other situations. Now they're changing his his role because the defense is changing because they ran the the Jacksonville Jaguars, excuse me, ran man coverage in the top 10 of the league last year. That doesn't look like it's going to be the case this year. So he's actually somebody that's shaping up to maybe take a little bit of a step down going into his next season. But is it within his control if the scheme around him is changing? Maybe that's one of the reasons why they're shopping him because he could get the opportunity to be able to maybe thrive in a system that more bet that better complements his skill set. Yeah, I, I don't know what Robert Sala is going to do with him. What Jacksonville did with him last year, I thought was asinine. They ran mm-hmm. cover one like they were the Bears. And they had C.J. Henderson and some undrafted rookie going, and you know, Luke Barku. Like, they had a really rough secondary last year. And I remember when I was preparing, Vikings played the Jags last year, and I was preparing for that game and watching tape, I, I saw cover one everywhere, just straight up right. man-to-man coverage. And you had, you know, this undrafted rookie going up against A.J. Brown and getting torched. Cool. And I thought, you know, what are they doing? And well, now they bring, or did I say Salah? He's on the Jets. They, <laughs> they bring in Urban Meyer. Uh, <laughs> a wrong top two drafting team. That's right. Uh, that <laughs> but we'll see what this new staff does with CJ Henderson, be it, you know, play him in a different role or trade him to somebody who will. Right. So there's just so many of these opportunities to like, if, if it's your favorite player from college that didn't perform well in their first year, mm-hmm. if it's a player on your favorite team who didn't perform well your first year, don't count them out immediately because you need to see how things shift and change. And of course, how they grow and evolve within their system and what the coaching staff around them is able to do. Because the onus is just as much on the coaching staff as it is on the player. Speaking of tinkering, if you are a an auto tinkerer, maybe you're uh 
a DIY type of person, or maybe you just want to save a buck on oil change and learn how to do it yourself, head on over to Rock Auto so you can get yourself supplied for whatever project you are trying to do. You want to go to a brick and mortar auto shop to get parts, go for it, but they're a retail joint and they're going to upsell you. They got overhead and they're a middleman. Why don't you just go to Rock Auto and get and, and buy a part directly from the manufacturer? These aren't cheaper parts. These are the same parts for cheaper. You get the difference there, right? Yep. So head on over to Rock Auto, enter your make, your year, and your model. They'll do a lot of the research for you. They'll they'll make sure they're recommending something that is compatible with your car out of their gigantic catalog. So you're getting something that works with your car and its specific needs. And at checkout, there is a how you heard about us section. Make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you when you buy something at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All right, everybody, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On NFL. It is Tuesday, which means it's time for our fantasy forum. And joining us this week is Vinny Iyer at Vinny Iyer on Twitter. You can check him out, of course, every Monday through Friday over at Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny, the topic of the day today has been running backs. You know, Saquon Barkley coming off of PUP, Nick Chubb getting paid. So I want to talk a little bit about your running back rankings. You want to walk us through some highlights from your rankings going into the season? I think you could ask about 100 experts. You'll probably get the top four pretty easily mm-hmm. here with Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara. Everyone knows the top four. But outside of that, it gets a little bit interesting, right? So who comes next? I mean, you mentioned uh, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Coming off PUP, looks like he'll be ready for week one. Nick Chubb just got paid. Now, I'm still worried about Nick Chubb because of Kareem Hunt. He's still mm-hmm. down, and and Kareem Hunt is pretty much an RB2 as well. So he's not going to get a full workload. We know that's the separator between those four guys that I mentioned. And another guy that we have to look at now is Barkley. Like, we have mm-hmm. to trust that he's going to get a big workload here. He's got Jason Garrett. I think they would have overloaded him last year if he had stayed healthy and not uh, torn his ACL in the Bears game. So – I'm looking at Saquon Barkley. I don't get why Ezekiel Elliott is getting more interest than Saquon Barkley right now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a re- – if Barkley's out there healthy, we saw what he could do as a rookie. He's a special back, one of those rare all-round backs in this league. And if you break down his skill set, he's more like those guys that are going early consistently, McCaffrey, Cook, and Kamara. So I, I think they're going to just overfeed the bar to Barkley. I don't think they trust – Daniel Jones yet even with all these new receivers they've added so he's going to be what Jason Garrett wants to do mainly with that offense so off Elliott more this year but I'm weighing in Barkley and I think he's going to maybe be overlooked in a lot of drafts people concerned about the injury you just have to know running back there's going to be attrition and injury affecting almost anyone even if they've been completely healthy throughout their career there is one guy that I can't make heads or tails of, and I've been thinking a lot about it, and I can't, I can't really figure out this offense at all. How do we feel about Joe Mixon? Yeah, that's the guy I'm not thrilled about right now because okay. they've been very ambiguous about what his role is going to be. They're saying, yeah, he can handle three downs, but we like these other backs too that we could bring in the mix. And mm-hmm. I think it's assumed a little bit that Gio Bernard's gone, so he's going to get all the workload. That's not going to happen here. I don't think with Zach Taylor. So, and you look at it, I don't think the Bengals defense is going to be very good. And the Bengals passing offense is going to be excellent. So it all adds up to this team being very high volume through the air. I could see them throwing 66% of the time, running only 34. And if Mixon's not getting all that receiving work, and you can't trust him to stay healthy, this guy has not been very durable or efficient except for one season in his career. So, 
he's just one of those guys that seems like you look in your lineup, you squeeze some points out of, but overall he's just disappointing most of the weeks that kind of just a guy. Yeah. When he's playing, it's great, but that's few and far between at this point in terms of that high level production. I think the talent is there, but he just hasn't clicked in part of his offensive line issues and all that. But I just don't like the situation in his backfield either for Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, you know, the Locked On NFL channel and network over here, we did top 10 running backs. I'm not going to spoil too much of that list, but Joe Mixon did not make that list. (laughs) So I don't imagine (laughs) that that translates very well for him when it comes to fantasy football either. Uh, Oh, they're going to hate that. (laughs) I know, I know. I had to let them know, though. I had to let them know. It's on, on, on topic. Um, so when it comes down to some of the Sorry, other Jake. running backs out there that maybe you're not super high on, are there others that stand out to you? I'm, I mentioned Ezekiel Elliott. and mm-hmm. uh, I just, 100 yard game last year. Yeah. yeah, I don't like the direction of this offense. I still think the Cowboys defense can be pretty bad. And we saw what they were doing last year. It was a lot of Dak Prescott. He was averaging the most fantasy points among quarterbacks before he went down. This is a passing offense. It's transformed. That's why... Go to Garrett in New York. Go get the back he has now. Don't go to the back they used to have. So Elliott and Mixon are two guys that I'm kind of avoiding. I'm not that interested, I don't think, in Chris Carson. I just – you get burned by him over and over again with the durability. That guy's had some issues there. and I don't know exactly what you're going to get either because that's a changing offense. It's not the pound away with uh, Daryl Bevel to – Brian Schottheimer, that's not that Seahawks offense anymore. They're going to be more, a little bit like the Rams, and you throw to three receivers for a change. Use the tight end, really let Russell Wilson loose a little bit more. So Carson, I think he's capped. He's a fine runner, and he's sneaky, and you look at the numbers, and it's there. But I think there's just a lot of exciting young options around him. You look at David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, and Najee Harris. Najee Harris. I mean, these three guys – I'd rather have them. I mean, I don't think David Montgomery is going to go away as a workhorse at this point. And Antonio Gibson, I think he could end up being the ultimate steal of anywhere he's taken. I okay, think, I was going to go there next. Yeah. Yeah, because you look at what they've teased. They've said this. He's a Christian McCaffrey of this offense that we want to recreate the situation. What's happening in Washington, too? Curtis Samuel. We know who right. produced when Christian McCaffrey was out in Carolina. It's Curtis Samuel. So – you say if Curtis Samuel's not healthy, then that's going to be a bigger role as a receiver for Antonio Gibson. There's none of that other stuff either where Adrian Peterson, will he, won't he make this team? Is he around? Is he the lead? We know that Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick are not threats to Antonio Gibson's workload. So young backs, the game changes quickly. I mean, Elliott was a guy we just plugged in every year and we said we're going to put him in as our RB1, but things change very quickly in this league. We know that. And you look at Montgomery and Gibson, they're established. But I'm excited to see what Harris can do because we know from the first preseason game, let's hope they don't wear him down in the four preseason (laughs) games. But get him healthy for the regular season. This guy's going to touch the ball guaranteed 25 times a week. How do we feel about Devin Singletary? Or are we worried that the Bills just won't run enough? This is... A weird situation because everyone was tying the bills to taking Najee Harris or one of these right. other backs in the draft. Right. And they just the time just went by and they're they're not taking it back. I guess they're not that interested. Uh, you look at the nature of the Bills' offense. I think it's pass first easily with all the weapons that they have. Yeah, at this point. So I don't know if we're trying to squeeze and force something out of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I think 
the idea of them is pretty good, but the execution is not there. I, I don't know what you expect to change too much in Buffalo. The line is about the same, maybe a little bit better. This is still an offense that's loaded with playmakers here and got to throw the ball around. So I, I just don't know if I want to even touch that situation. I don't think I'm going to be getting enough points from either back to uh, feel good about going to Buffalo there. Gotta love it. It's great stuff. Uh, the running back position, always a little bit of an enigma. You never know if you're investing too highly in someone that's not going to be there throughout the season. But if you need it and you want it, you can go and check out and get everything that you need when it comes to fantasy football over at Locked On Fantasy Football every Monday through Friday. Make sure you throw them a follow at Vinny Iyer on Twitter. Vinny, thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Russ. All right. So tomorrow, Tony Wiggins, Locked On Jags, James Rapine of Locked on Bengals going to come on. Maybe James can defend Joe Mixon's honor. <laughs> Talk a little bit of NFL draft as well because the draft is year-round, as we all know. Also, while you're waiting for that, go check out the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling, a handicapping expert. They will get you all set up so you can get your gambles straight for Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson. Nola, I'm Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. We'll see you all tomorrow here on the Locked on NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.